Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this early morning motivational teaching on Four Secrets to Happiness. So I know it's very early in the morning. I hope that you're up and you're on with me. We are uh, live right now. So thank you so very much for joining me um, uh, on this morning. Amen. So we're going to get started um, and we're going to actually... um, Start with a word of prayer, then we're going to get right into it because I know your early morning is very important to you. I just wanted to motivate you on this morning at the end of the week so that you can finish this week out strong, so you can go into next week re energized, uh, revitalized. And so, um, this is a new series that we're starting uh, on Friday mornings, um, and we're going to be doing this uh, for a season of uh, for a season of time. So let's uh, start with a word of word of prayer and uh, get right into our uh, special teaching on this morning. Father, we thank you on this morning. We bless your name. We honor you, O oh God. Father, we are just so overwhelmed and excited about what you're uh, going to teach us on today and what you have planned for our lives, even throughout the close of this week. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you become the great teacher. I decrease as you increase. I pray that everyone that hears will have an ear to hear uh, what the Spirit is saying uh, to the body of Christ on this morning. And not just be hearers, but become doers of your word. We bless your name. We honor you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Once again, good morning. I am Minister Ginger London. I'm excited about this series. Uh, that I'm doing um, for the next several weeks or so. Um, on, and so we're going to start this one off with Four Secrets to Happiness. Um, and for some people, uh, when you think about happiness, a lot of times people uh, equate happiness with um, uh, having, say, a lot of stuff or having a lot of money. You know, they think if I have a better car, a better house, you know, um, sounds pretty good to most people. And that is a good goal to have. But sometimes people equate that with being happy, but more money and things don't necessarily make you happier. Having a car might make it easier for you, might be, uh, you know, easier to be happy if you, if it means that you don't have to walk everywhere. Or having more money can make it easier to be happy if you are currently, you know, can't pay, um, can't pay your bills. So uh, these things can remove some of the obstacles, uh, to being happy, but they don't really provide happiness for you. So if you're someone who uh, thinks that um, you're unhappy because you don't have enough money or material things, then you're probably um, uh, mistaken because those are not the things that make you happy. And so we talk about happiness uh, or being happy uh, in your life. It's Happiness is a fragrance of an obedient life. Uh, you know, happiness is feeling good about 
happenings in your life, what's going on in your life that actually makes you happy. So it's not about being popular, so don't confuse it with popularity, um, which simply means that other people feel good about you, but not necessarily that um, that you feel good about yourself. So it's not about popularity, but happiness is really about what you think about yourself, your character, uh, and your own accomplishments. You know, those are the things that determine your real sense of worth and uh, sense of, of value. That's what those are the things. These are the things that brings happiness into um, into your life. You know, so uh, when you think about answering the question, "What is happiness for us in the kingdom of God?" Um, it's it's not a life uh, life is not uh, a schedule of defeats but a parade of miracles and so we're happy in our lives you know um, uh, when we're actually walking in a parade of miracles and those miracles are different for each person or for different people if you will John fifteen verse eleven says Jesus Jesus is talking he says these things I have spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might um, be full. And so there are things that God teaches us in the Bible that gives us the ability to experience happiness. And those are the things that uh, you want to incorporate in your life. We have a lot of uh, believers or Christians who are living uh, a life of joy, and they're living in the power of the Jesus life. But there are some who are still living defeated, who are still sad, who are still unhappy, who still are not uh, comfortable with who they are, uh, even in the body of Christ. And so um, what they do in turn is they look for people to bring happiness to them, uh, to themselves. But in Galatians chapter 6, verse 4, the scripture says, Well, let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in his in himself alone and not in another. So happiness does not start around you. It begins inside of you. So we have to stop waiting for other people to make us happy, and we have to look at that seed of happiness that has already been planted within us, and we have to water that seed, and we have to cultivate it so that it will grow on the inside of us. And so um, uh, how do you feel about yourself? Or the question I want to ask is, do you feel good about yourself? And if you don't, then why not? Because that could be the answer to or the key to understanding why you're not as happy as uh, you want, as you would like to be. You know, sometimes people let uh, past hurts uh, get in the way of their happiness or or the memories of their past have chained them uh, to a prison of defeat. And so because of those past hurts and those memories, they can't live a happy life or they don't experience happiness in their life. So happiness, again, is feeling good about yourself. I want you to get that key and understand that and keep that in your spirit. It's not about um, what's going on around you. It's more so about what's going on on the inside of you. Happiness is feeling good about yourself. You can have a lot of things that go on around you that may bring a smile to your face for a period of time. You may laugh for the next hour and a half by watching maybe a comedy or a funny movie um, um, by DVD or on television. But when that hour and a half is over, you still have to come back to who you are. And you have to come back within yourself to see if you're satisfied or happy with uh, 
who you are. So it's not about what's going on around you. It's about what's going on on the inside of you. What's your sense of worth? And your your sense of worth and your value determines how good you really feel. And feeling good or feelings of happiness uh, depend on two main things. Number one, your relationships and your achievements. Remember, you were built for connection, so your relationships have a, a lot to do with what type of happiness you experience uh, in your life. You, your heart requires fellowship. God designed us or created us to be in relationship with him and to be in relationship with one another. So your relationships determine the type of happiness that you experience in um in your life. So let's get into the four secrets of happiness or the four ingredients of happiness. And if you're listening, I want you to be sure to go into the chat room because I have these uh, posted in the uh, chat room as we uh, go through them and discuss them. And so the first one, the, uh, the first one, number one, is your relationship with God is a must. If you want to experience happiness in your life, your relationship with God is a must. It's very important. He created you. He knows you um, all about you. He knows you so well. He has um, uh, uh, read every single sentence in your mind, uh, even before you think it. If you remember in Psalm 139, it says, you know all about me, my uprising, my down, whenever I sit down, whatever I think before I think it. God knows all about you, all the way down to the numbers of hairs. On your head. So if you're going to be happy, your relationship with God is a must. It must be the primary relationship in your life. It must be uh, primary in your life. You must cultivate your relationship with God, and it must be genuine, not a relationship with you just seeking God when things are going bad or when you need something. You need a bill paid. You need a new car. You need somewhere to live. Not just in that, but just communing with God, just because of who He is. Thanking God for being there for you, not watching over you, perfecting those things that concern you, you know, opening doors of opportunity for you. So your relationship with God is a must if you're going to be happy. And you must be able to see yourself through the eyes of God. You have to see yourself the way God sees you. I know we can look at ourselves and see all of our imperfections and we focus on those things a lot. And we always say, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that. You know, but sometimes in the midst of paying too much attention to our imperfection, we forget or we um, lack to see ourselves through the eyes of God. And he sees us, um, even with all of our imperfections, he sees us um, as the person he created us to be. So he wants us to begin to walk in that newness of life and to experience the joy, um, that fullness of joy that Jesus talked about. Um, in the scripture I just read in John. And so it's important that you see your eyes yourself through the eyes of God. If you don't see yourself through the eyes of God, you will not experience the joy or the fullness of joy that he wants you to experience. So principle, the key number one is important. Your relationship with God is a must. It must be priority. It must be at the forefront of your life. It must be um, um the foundation upon which you exist uh, in the earth, your relationship with God. Because if we're going to uh, live for God, we have to be led by God. And those of us who say that we are being led by God, the scripture tells us that we are the sons of God, the children of God. And so uh, if you want to be able to secure happiness in your life or 
to experience it, if you will, then your relationship with God is a must. It is the foundation of everything that we do. So number one, your relationship with God is a must. Uh, Number two, your family relationships are vital. You know, um, if you're going to experience um, a happiness uh, in your life, you know, sometimes I know it may be difficult for some uh, because their family relationships are not as uh, cohesive or um, as loving as they would like to see them or um, uh, the family is not as strong as um, other people's families may be. But your relation, your family relationships are vital uh, to your happiness. You know, um, if you're going to be uh, a conqueror or a victorious in this, and if you want to be a winner and experience uh, happiness, then you're going to be the one uh, who sees the needs of each member and strives to help fulfill and fill the emptiness in your family life. You know, there are going to be people around you in your family who are also, who will, I don't want to say also, but maybe, let me rephrase that, who will be experiencing some unhappiness and emptiness within themselves. And if you are full of the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, then you're going to be that vital instrument of righteousness that God uses to help fill or get them to a place where they can fill their emptiness with the love of God in their lives. You know, so any time that you spend with your family is never wasted time. Uh, If you want to make sure that the climate or the atmosphere of your family is one uh, that produces happiness, um, then you'll have to um, eradicate criticism and sarcasm out of the atmosphere if if you're used to that or if your family functions um, or dysfunctions off of those types of things. And you're going to have to begin to recharge the atmosphere with something uh, with the love of God and with the the goodness of God and and with your joy uh, that you experience in God because that is going to be your strength. So your relate your family relationships are vital for your happiness. That's number two. The second number three is um, um, friendships are, are greater than gold. So yes, you need your family relationships, but you also need. Um, Friendships in your life. And the scripture tells us that if a man uh, wants friends, he first must show himself friendly. So if happiness is what you desire, then you're going to need some friends in your life. And and friendships are greater than gold. This can be some of the best uh, relationships um, in your life. And so, and they have a tendency, friendships, to satisfy some of that inner uh, um, part of us. You know, remember, we're connected uh uh, we were created to have a connection with God, but also to have a connection with others. And so God tells us that two are better than one, that uh, how can two walk together except they agree. So friendships are important. You know, there are friends that are stick closer uh, than a brother, you know, uh, in your life. And so we know we need friendships in our lives. And the scripture tells us that people will know that we are disciples of Christ when we uh the love because of the love that we show one towards another. And so we need friendships in our life and you need um friendships. And so um the key to friendships is um having the Holy Spirit to to direct you to who to actually become connected to. Um another important aspect of that is that we all need someone to love. So if we're going to be happy, we all need someone to love. And sometimes that's a missing ingredient to your happiness. It's because you can look around you and you can have material things and you can have money. and then But there's 
you don't have any valuable relationships or friendships in your life. And so you don't have anyone to connect to. You may have a staff. You may have those around you because you do have a certain amount of money or you do have a certain amount of material things, but they're not genuine friends. And so you need someone to love. You know, the scripture uh, tells us, and I'll read it to you in John uh, chapter 13, verse 35. It says, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And over in chapter 15 in verse 12, um, it reads, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So everyone needs someone to love. We are told to love one another. So if if you uh, if you're someone who don't think you have someone to love, because sometimes when people become overwhelmed with what's going on in their families and uh, that um, causes them to think that uh, because it's such um, – intensity in some family units that when you look outside, even of the family union, you feel like there's no one there. So if that's you, then you have to find someone to love until your family is stronger. You don't uh, reject your family, but you need you need um, someone that you can share God's love with and that you can love in return. So go and volunteer somewhere. Find a nonprofit organization that's rendering a particular type of service uh, to the community that you live in and volunteer. And then share your love with people in that organization or people that are coming uh, for the services that the organization offers, you know, and then you can experience happiness and some joy in your life. So the world is full of people that um, feel unloved, and, and so it shouldn't take you long to find someone to volunteer or reach out to someone, um, uh, even so if you're working on a job, even a coworker. Uh, might be going through something, and your smile and your words of wisdom um, from the scripture uh, can be a way that you can uh, show love to someone and experience some happiness when you see that you have been used to actually uh, impart into another person's life to bring a smile to their uh, to his or her face or to bring some comfort to a sad situation. So find someone to love, you know, um, uh, be connected to friends, but also find someone to love. It's a key ingredient to you being happy, um, uh, experiencing happiness in your life. And so uh, key number three or is friendships are greater than goals. Find someone to love. That's important. And then number four is setting goals is important to achieving to achieving your happiness. You know, everyone needs to feel that they have achieved something with their lives. So when you stop producing, loneliness and laziness will choke all of the enthusiasm from your living. You know, um, you'll start feeling lonely. You'll become lazy. You'll become a couch potato. You'll stay glued to the TV or the Internet, and you won't find yourself producing anything in life. You won't be doing anything in life. And so you need to set some goals in your life um, and they will help you to achieve um, happiness in your life. So what is it that you like doing? You know, what 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 uh, job or what uh, thing could you get involved in that could turn on the excitement in your life? What are you doing about it? So if you know what excites you, what are you doing about it? If you know what makes you happy, what are you doing about it? You know, are you connecting yourself to um something to that particular thing so that you can experience some happiness or are you sitting back knowing that there's something that excites you but you don't push yourself to go for to to go forward to go for it if you will so that you can be um happy 
in life. So if you notice something that excites you, get started on a project in your life. You know, start building on your own dreams. Resist those who, you know, um, who would control and uh, and try to change your personal goals. You know, um, uh, you're the one who decides the goals that you want to achieve. So uh, work on a project. A project literally could actually be um, coming up with some, or coming up with some goals to achieve uh, around that very thing. That excites you, you know, and you can start that today. Don't wait till next week. You can start, you know, you're closing out the week, but you can actually uh, start that um, um, right now. Find something to do that's going to bring happiness to your life. You know, there there are plenty of people who have a lot of money, a lot of material things, uh, but they um, are unhappy because they don't really spend a lot of their time doing things that they love. So life is about doing and experiencing things. So if you uh, uh, spend all day doing things, uh, stuff that you love or things that you like doing, um, you know, um, then it's going to be pretty difficult to not be happy in life or to be unhappy, you know, with your life. You have to find something uh, to do. And uh, that may be something that you want to may want to concentrate on after this special uh, motivational teaching. You know, find ways to spend uh, your time in activities that are meaningful for you. You know, if you know what excites you, then push yourself to go after it. If you have a dream that's been lying dormant, wake it up. You know, if you have your vision written down somewhere and it's been lying dormant, you haven't been doing anything about it, go back and pull out that vision that you wrote down and get excited again. You know, make a list. And start incorporating those things into your or your life on um a daily basis so that you can actually uh be happy. You know, find something to look forward to. And a lot of that has to do with what excites you. What are your dreams? What are your visions? Uh, what are your goals in life? You know, find something that you can look forward to. You know, um take yourself out of a maybe a boring routine you know um if you if you if you're in a boring routine you're going to be unhappy because it's going to be something missing in there there's you won't have any joy but if you find a way to take yourself out of that boring routine then it's going to be difficult um uh to remain unhappy uh in your life and so you know you know, everyone in life should have something uh, to look forward to. Um, think about something that you really like doing or maybe um, something that you would like to see. For example, maybe it could be something as simple as, you know, looking forward to an exercise class or uh, a specialty class, a class you've been taking. Maybe you've been taking a class learning how to, you know, uh, make jewelry or you've been taking a class on scrapbooking or maybe you're taking a class on, um uh starting a business or uh training in ministry uh if uh if you will so if it's something that you love uh doing and maybe that that's something that you do every Wednesday night maybe you do it every Thursday or whatever time of what uh day of the week that you may be doing it in if you push yourself to be excited about it then you know that on Wednesdays I have something exciting that I look forward to I have a class that I attend or, you know, um, I have something that I'm working on, so then it'll make your week a whole lot easier. Uh, so uh, find something that you are interested in and get involved in that particular event. You know, uh, don't sit around with a lot of downtime. You know, find a way to use your downtime joyfully because um, 
one of the biggest challenges is in uh in dealing with some downtime is to find is to find a way to use your joy your downtime joyfully you know um some people um use their downtime in going to movies or maybe uh, walking in the park or maybe they go to certain um different um areas in their city and uh there could be little shopping strips that they go to or maybe they go downtown in uh, in their cities because there are uh, different things going on in the downtown area of their cities and so they find a way to use their downtime joyfully because uh, it's important because when you're bored, you can become lonely, you become anxious, and and, and sometimes you can actually become sad and uh, you don't have uh, something to do. And it's easy to resort to uh, less than ideal behaviors. And if you find yourself at that place where you're sad, you're lonely, and you become anxious, well, then the enemy comes in and gets into your mind, and then you find yourself uh, involving in activities that feed in those less than ideal behaviors, you know, and so those behaviors, you'll find yourself, you know, sometimes um, um, uh, uh, submitting to or yielding to uh, maybe uh, drinking too much or using drugs or maybe you uh, find yourself um, actually uh, engaging in self-sabotaging behaviors or um, you you eat when you're not hungry or you go shopping when you uh, for stuff when you really don't need anything and you find yourself exhausting your funds because you're using shopping trying to fill that void of un uh, un uh, of unhappiness and the void of uh, uh, unhappiness in your life of you know that that desire to be happy and because you don't use your downtime joyfully then you start pondering all those negative thoughts in your mind and then before you know it you start uh, engaging in. Um, less than ideal behaviors, and so that's why I encourage you to use your joy time, your downtime joyfully, because when you do that, you push out those negative thoughts that could settle in to your spirit and have you to do some things that are less pleasing and ungodly, and you find yourself becoming more energized, becoming uh, more strengthened in the area of happiness. And your emotions will become more manageable when you use your joy time, your do, your downtime joyfully. Because a lot of people are, uh, most of the time, people are at work for eight to ten hours a day. It's those hours when you're not at work that you have to find something to do with uh, to begin to um, grow that seed of happiness in your life. And so if you come home and just toss everything down and you never leave your house after you come back from work or come back from a day uh, in your business, if you never find um, something to engage yourself in, a festival, um, a movie, um, uh, maybe an activity, and sometimes it could be just walking in a beautiful uh, mall, one of the, you know, almost every city has a really beautiful type mall with all sorts of things going on inside of the mall area. You don't necessarily have to uh, spend money. You can just walk through the mall and just engage in just the scenery. You know, sometimes it's just taking yourself out of an in, the the lonely type places and putting yourself in an atmosphere where things are going on around you that are joyful things. You know, it could be literally going to uh, a baseball game in a park, you know, where you're sitting there where you don't even know who's on the team. Just getting yourself out of the house to experience a new way of existing. You know, um, you have to learn to be at peace with yourself. You don't want to always... 
need a lot of people around you. For some people, it may be engaging in activities with a lot of people. But sometimes or most of the time, if you're trying to cultivate um, the seed of happiness in your life, you have to get to a place where you're at peace with yourself. It goes back to what I said earlier. How do you feel about yourself? So sometimes it's about being at peace with yourself, not having a lot of people around, but you can engage in things that you like right in your home, if you will. Push yourself to engage in things right in the home that brings you excitement. If it's a, a reading a novel, a sipping on a, um, a cup of hot tea, or drinking a glass of iced tea or soda, whatever you drink, juice, you know, learn to be at peace with yourself. Because when you become at peace with yourself, it will be so much easier for other people to enjoy your company, to experience your joy, uh, the uh, the happiness in your life. Uh, so learn to be at peace uh, with yourself. It, it, uh, it will do a lot for you. Um, and also, uh, when you learn to be at peace, also you learn to start coping with those negative feelings that you have uh, uh, that that keeps you in a place of unhappiness. We have to learn to manage our emotions, you know. So fine if you don't really know how to do that right off, uh, um, go to one of the both the the, the bookstores and find uh, a simple, easy read on how to manage your emotions. Maybe something that has um, a study guide with it or some type of um um exercise or activities where you can really um, journal, start journaling what you're learning by reading that particular book. But find a way to manage your emotions, you know, so that you can cope with some of the things that's going on around your life and in your life that keeps you in a place of unhappiness. You know, um, you have to learn how to substitute your negative uh, habits with the new ones, you know. So for some people, that means re-educating yourself. So it may mean engaging in reading something that empowers your mind so that you can begin to take on new habits and uh, new disciplines in your life that will help you to get to a place of happiness uh, in your life. You know, uh, it's be- it'll be extremely beneficial for you. Um, sometimes uh, people are at a place in their lives of unhappiness and are experiencing life with less joy than they would like to because they don't have the knowledge they need to empower themselves to become uh, more happy or to experience happiness. So um, as we as I conclude or prepare to um, end this motivational teaching, I just want to encourage you that it may take you increasing your knowledge or re-educating yourself about what happiness is how it's actually produced in your life. It's um, a- Absolutely, if you have some material things um, uh, and if you have money, you can have uh, you can experience happiness or be happier in your life. But at some point, if the core of your being is not one that um, where the seed of happiness grows in the core of your being, you will not be a happy person. You will experience being happy at different seasons of your life because maybe different things may occur, like you may uh, acquire more material things. Uh, But when the new car smell wears off, you still have to go back to the core of your being, you know. So nourish 
water and nourish that seed of happiness on the inside of you. Cultivate your emotional area so that seed can grow on the inside of you. And then start positioning your life uh, in places and taking on new disciplines and habits where you can actually cultivate happiness and actually see happiness occur in your life. Learn to love yourself before you try to love others. So spend time with yourself. Get to know yourself well. Uh, If there's something about yourself that you don't like, get into the Word of God and find out what you need to do to change that particular characteristic about yourself. Uh, God doesn't leave anything un. Um, addressed in the Word of God. Doesn't matter what part of your life you don't like or you're unhappy with or that's hindering your happiness. There's something in the Word to address that particular area of your life or issue of life that will put you back into a position of feeling, uh, of experience happiness again. I'm going to close with a passage of Scripture that we are familiar with that will help you in this, and it's taken from Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse, verses 3 to 11. And it starts with blessed. And in this particular passage of scripture, blessed means happy. And so when, you, when I read blessed, you substitute it with happy. So beginning at verse 3, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. So there are a number of reasons in the scriptures that you can actually um, uh, be happy uh, in the spiritual uh, in the spiritual realm. So what I want to encourage you, it's not about material things. It's not about, it's, it's more spiritual than it is natural. The natural manifestation of your happiness comes from what, from your spiritual, uh, from the things that are going on with you spiritual. That's why I said earlier, it's not about what's going on around you. It's about what's going on in the inside of you. So having meaningful relationships, something to do, something to look forward to, and uh, uh, something that you can set your can set as a goal in your life or keys to you, uh, the secret and the keys to you experiencing happiness in your life. So I encourage you find ways to mo- to um, be motivated, uh, motivate yourself to incorporate these keys into your life, and you will be a much happier person. Uh, I it is so important to be happy. You know, I learned from a young girl. How to smile, you know, keep a smile on my face. My mom taught me that, and it, it still manifests even to this day. And sometimes, even when I'm just in the room with some people or with a group of people, and I smile and say hi, I get a, a response back that you have such a beautiful smile, and it just brings joy to that person's life, face at that moment and, and to, at that time. 
to his to their lives. And so it's those little things when you could have that joy on the inside of you. It could manifest in such small ways that you make a major impact in someone else's life. A simple smile brought great joy to someone to the point that they had to actually make a comment about the about uh, my smile. And the same could be for you. The same thing can go for you. So find something uh, that excites you, pursue it, and then allow that excitement to cultivate the seed of happiness in your life so that that seed can grow in your life. And it manifests when when you are in the atmosphere with people or in a room with people, your presence alone, because it, it just is, eludes with so much happiness and joy, can change the atmosphere of any room of any job environment, of uh, uh, any business uh, scene, um, any event that you go to, your presence, because the joy of the Lord is such, becomes your strength, and it is manifested in such happiness in your conversation, in your smile, in your eyes, which are the windows of your soul. People can see such joy on your face, even without you saying anything. That's the type of happiness that you want to manifest in your life. That alone can bring some um Great pleasure and joy to someone else's life. So I encourage you. Uh, this is Minister London. I know time has been well spent. Thank you so much for joining me for this early morning uh, motivation. Remember, you can be happy in life. God wants you to be happy. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, I encourage you. I bless you. And I speak happiness to your life. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.